out there to all people, and Fergalicious Dogs. This is Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me is the guy who puts prunes on everything, Cortland. How are you doing, Cortland? Brandon, you know I cannot get enough of these prunes. They're delicious. They're so good. Oh my god. They made me go bald, but... prunes since the last episode, and I've been guzzling them down by the gallon. One time I watched you put an entire can of peaches in a blender and drink it, so I believe it. I believe it. Oh, that sounds awful, but it probably tasted all right. You loved it. We put that thing in a magic <laughs> bullet. We had a bullet bash, remember that? And you blended yes. an entire can of peaches. And uh, we didn't have money back then. You know, we didn't have jobs. So, uh, yeah, our entertainment was blending shit in a blender. It was great. And it was entertaining. It was so good. Uh, we had, like, a little... Remember that one time we had, like, all that ice cream ready? And I, I bought, like, some, like, really cheap <laughs> chocolate liquor. And I was like... Brandon's brother's coming. We're gonna have a bullet bash and play uh, uh Kingdom, I think, and then that never really happened. Yes, I do. Oh man, one of the biggest regrets of my life. I think we played Dokupon Kingdom anyway, so it was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, what a great game that was. It was basically can't Dark stop Rangers the Dokupon. Oh man, Little Rico. Oh fucking Little Rico. Like you get him and the bam, your game's fucking ruined. You're like, God damn it, Little Rico. <laughs> Oh man! Literally nobody would have any idea what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is just for us. <laughs> oh, self indulgence, love it. <sighs> yes. How was your week? That's Brandon? what podcasts are all about. I mean, if you boil um, it down, yeah. How was your week? I mean, I'm I'm still kind of sick. Oh, baby, so Brandon's a sick. My week has just been laying down in bed, like, oh, take care of me. I don't believe that, and then, and then no one does. <laughs> And I just cry to myself. Oh, poor baby Brandon. I'm like, <laughs> I'm sick. And then I like open my eyes for a little peek to see if <laughs> anyone's coming. And then I close my eyes and go, <laughs> oh, it hurts. <laughs> I can see you doing that. Uh, I slept with the window open a little bit yesterday. And I woke up this morning with like a little tiny cough. And I was like, oh, no, Brandon's going to rip me to shreds. <laughs> <laughs> Got the black lung pop. <laughs> Uh, I gotta say, Brandon, it was a pretty boring week this week. I can't think of anything sweet I did. You know what, another what? Now that I'm thinking about it, actually. Try it wasn't anything sweet, it's kind of what I want to do. I want to get into, like, a simulation game, you know? Maybe some, like, roller coaster tycoon kind of shit. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Any mm-hmm. recommendations? What do you want to do? You There's theme parks. Yeah. There's city building. And then there's animal park management. I was thinking, there's this game called House Flipper that I think I might want to get. I think it'd be fun to do some streams on it on Twitch, where you, like, go in and you, like, remodel a house or something. But then I think Mm -hmm. about it, I'm like, I don't even want to remodel my own fucking house, though. Am I really going to like this game? You know, I have this room over here, and I gotta rip out the carpet and move all the shit around and make it nice. And I'm just like, eh. I I mean, that's what the simulator games are for. You, you simulate things you don't actually do in real life. Do you think, like, farmers are sitting down after a 12-hour day of farming and they're like all right farming simulator here we go no it's people who don't know mm-hmm. what farming what's going on in the farming world and they're like all right i'm gonna simulate being a farmer true true yeah all right and same same with people who don't know what being a goat is like you play goat simulator and you're like oh okay. ah, yeah everything is making sense now it really the pieces really click into place when you're playing goat simulator yeah I don't know. How was your week, Brandon? Did you do anything awesome? I told you, man. I've been sick. Oh my gosh. You're just so, such a sickling, Brandon. Can you just get over it, please? I'm very sickly. Hmm. And you wear glasses, so like you would be that sick character <laughs> in an episode or movie or something. I would, yeah. 
I'd be that I'd be that guy who on the field trip would be like, oh, guys, that's uh Oh, you'd be the Arnold. Yeah. God. No, you wouldn't. I've been on field trips with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was the Arnold. Oh man. Very by the books. We had okay, so we had this field trip one time and uh, I think it was probably middle school or whatever, and this kid remember when he was like we gotta go to Burger King, guys. They got quarter-inch pennies. <laughs> <laughs> that kid sucks. Yes. Oh, Another man. thing that is only funny to us. Yeah, I gotta quit that. Remember? Okay. <laughs> when we agreed to start this podcast, I was like, no inside jokes, Brandon. And here we are, 200-whatever episodes later. <laughs> that was rule number two of this podcast. What was rule number one? Oh, we don't talk about rule number one. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> well, what are we here to talk about then, Brandon? Well... Rule number one is we're here to talk about the Goosebumps episode, Barking Ghost? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah, the Barking Ghost. Oh, the, so generic. The single Barking Ghost. I hope I... <laughs> the Barking Ghost. One every, of them. <laughs> every word of that title is very accurate yes. and descriptive of this episode. Very, very much so, yes. So, Cortland, what did you think of the Barking Ghost? Let me think, Brandon. The Barking Ghost. Uh, I... Didn't, I didn't hate it. Okay, I'm just going to say that already. Oh, I didn't, really? I didn't hate okay. it. Uh, I didn't like it. So it's uh, mm-hmm. just kind of there. It's just an episode. Okay. So in the tier list of horror anthology shows about barking ghosts, you'd place this above Hungry Hounds? Ooh, that's a tough one. No? Yes? Oh, Fuck, I don't okay. I don't know. I guess like <laughs> You don't know? All right. Maybe this is one you have to talk through and by the end. I think so. The problem with the with problem with Hungry Hounds is like I've watched it again since we covered it and I don't think it's that bad. I like the music and it's still oh, kind of boring, but like I could worse. watch it again. If I had Hungry Hounds on right now, like I'd sit and watch it. Okay. All right. I've seen some things since Hungry Hounds, okay? <laughs> <laughs> They're worms. I've seen worms since I've <laughs> Oh, lots of worms. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this episode is not very good, I'm going to say. Uh, not a whole lot happens. It's a very thin story. You want to know what, Brandon? I would say a lot happens. And it's weird and really unexpected. And I would have never guessed what happens in this episode. But yet, at the same time, nothing does happen. It's a very weird thing. Yeah, that sounds weird. Mm-hmm. I feel stupid saying it, so... <laughs> Maybe we should just talk about this one. All right, let's do it. Let's get this Fergie on. (laughs) (laughs) This episode begins at fake nighttime. We see a couple of dirt-covered men bumbling around in the woods, talking about hiding some gold. Okay. We can hear dogs barking in the background getting closer because they're being chased. Mm -hmm. They stop in front of a tree with a big hollow, and one of the men says... Yar, let's put the gold in there, says I. Oh my god. The other man tells him, No! Not in there! That's the changing tree! Ah! Okay, alright. Then what happens? <laughs> and then the rest of the episode. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Done. The first man tells him that that's a bunch of superstitious nonsense, and that they're living in the 17th century. Time to grow up and get with the times. Yeah. What was that, like the 16, 17th century, so 1800s? 1700s? I can't remember which one is which. That's the 1600s. Okay. Like, how long ago do you think people were like, 
it's the current year. Like, come on. We're very modern and I feel like that's one of those things everybody is, all the time is like, it is 1701. Get with the times. You think cavemen were like, it's 30,000 BC. Yes. Like, we're not <laughs> playing with rocks here anymore. Yeah. Come on. I got this wheel. Dope. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, here's here's the thing, Brandon. My knowledge of cavemen comes from the video game Joe and Mag, okay? Well, that's all you need to know. Yeah, there's there's dinosaurs. And They're ninjas, and they get smooches from hot babes. Right. Every single level. <laughs> and if you're playing two-player, you get to fight for the smooch. Oh, what? <laughs> the two men continue arguing over where to ditch the frankly Cortland, very tiny bag of gold i'm pretty convinced there's only one gold piece in there yeah it can't be much when the posse of hungry hounds shows up and jumps at the men they scream and we transition to modern day 1997 my favorite year it's still fake nighttime and a boy is looking out of a window of his house in the woods he says, what was that noise? Hmm. And his dad is there and says, it's just the wind, Cooper. He says, shut up, Cooper. This is the part where they, like spoilers, they just roast their son. So get ready for this. <laughs> Cooper tells him, wind doesn't go scrunching through the leaves. And mom responds, it's just a new house. New houses be making all kinds of noise. Dad tells his son, you're the only kid I know could scare himself on Halloween. Okay, dad, shut up. Okay. <laughs> Quit roasting your kid. Yeah. Try to make him feel a little bit better, maybe. Keep, keep putting that table together. You're doing it. Then the parents immediately go to tuck Cooper into bed. Lovingly. They wish him a good night and get out of there, leaving Cooper to lie in bed listening to all sorts of dogs barking and trees swaying and maybe even some sawing sounds, I think I heard. Uh, hold on. Let me listen. Maybe. There's all kinds of stuff going on. It's stupid. We get a close-up of his eyes darting back and forth before finally he sits up. And it is really noisy, Corlin. It is, like, like shut up, world. scary noisy, but, like, too noisy to sleep. Here's the thing. I sleep with a fan. I think Cooper needs a fan. Yes, I also sleep with a fan or some kind of white noise. Like, we slept with a fan so bad that one time you didn't have a fan on, so we went to YouTube and we put a noise of a fan oscillating on to go to bed one time. Remember that? Yes, of course. I have an app on my phone now that you can turn on a fan or crickets, which is stupid. I don't know why you would do that, but oh, it's dumb. got the option. A babbling brook, a fire crackling. Noise. Someone typing on a typewriter. No, okay, noise. stop it. <laughs> Who would go to bed with that? <laughs> I don't know. Cooper goes to check under his bed for any stray monsters, when a werewolf-looking face pops out from below. At first, it sounds exactly like a person going, <laughs> but then it starts making the sound of a bull for some reason. Yeah, so I like to, like, I was like, this is stupid because it's clearly a person, but I like to think that it's Cooper's imagination taking over and it makes it sound, Given it, I'm giving the, the episode, like, a pass here, giving it a stretch. You are, mm -hmm. but uh, I, I like it. <laughs> I like it. Cooper screams himself into a commercial break, and when we're back, we do that goosebumps thing where the monster reveals itself to be a person in a mask, and in this case, it's his older brother Mickey. Mickey. The victim says, "Oh man, you're such a stinker," and then the prankster's like, "You're such a scaredy cat," etc., etc., etc. We do this every single episode, pretty much. I gotta say, Brandon, I was very impressed that the mom and dad were not instant transmission to the door. 
to stop this, so. Like, it takes a good, like, 15 seconds before one of the parents opens up the door. Yeah. They don't care about Cooper, or, uh, at the very least, like, they know he's a scaredy cat, so they're just like, oh, what is it now? Yeah. A little bit Jill from Final Wish vibes. Oh, poor Jill. The boys argue a bit more, and... Mickey makes it sound like he was under that bed for a long time, just waiting for the moment to pop out. For hours, yeah. Yeah, which is like, get a life, dude. Oh, he has a life. We'll see it later. (laughs) And then Dad barges in, asking what's the hubba. Dad takes the mask from Mickey with a sigh and tells him that he's going to start his time at his new school already grounded. My favorite part about this is Dad goes in there and, and, and Cooper's like, he started it, and Dad's like, I don't care who started it. Like, hold on, you're going into Cooper's room. His older brother's there, like, causing a ruckus, and you don't care who started it? Like, obviously it wasn't Cooper. Like, And then he grabs the mask, knowing full well that it was all Mickey's fault, and he just, like, doesn't care. Cooper is just an innocent victim, but he's like, all right. Cooper! You two boys are causing mischief. Time for your lashes, Cooper, for waking me up, even though this was five <laughs> seconds after I left you. Yeah. Dad and Mickey leave the room, but Mickey can't help but sticking his head in and saying, I wish he would have been like, bark, 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 but he didn't. (laughs) We get enough of that in this episode, though, not gonna lie. We do. We do. (laughs) When Cooper is alone again, the dog barking from outside intensifies again. He looks out the window, but nothing's there. Cut to the next morning, Cooper walks past Mickey, who's dressed and looks exactly like Sid from Toy Story. He does. And starts investigating the ground for for paw prints. Yeah, okay, so this part, I love it because he walks by his brother who's sitting there lifting weights, because that's what he does, that's his character trait, mm-hmm. and he gets made fun of by his brother for a moment, and he's like, oh, shut up, brother. And then he does something fucking weird right in front of his brother, and doesn't expect like him to make fun of him more. He doesn't care. That's what I like about Cooper. I'm gonna say it, Brandon, Cooper's the best actor in this episode. Um... He's not good, he's not great, but he's the best. I'm trying to think. There's not that many characters, and uh, most of them are pretty bad. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right on that one. Like, the parents are okay, but also they're they're not even... Well, real. they're in the episode for, like, less than a minute. <laughs> they're not real characters. <laughs> Cooper runs off into the woods to investigate further, and Mickey tells him, Watch out for Lassie! Good one. Which is uh, hilarious. Yeah. Now, deep into the woods... Cooper keeps looking for dog tracks when, from all over, he starts hearing growling and howling and barking. Where does he fucking live? Canada. Okay, yeah, but, like, how much property does his family buy? Um. All of it. Well, it's the house. Say all of it. And then it just comes with all the woods. All the woods. Okay. I'd be worried about ticks, but whatever. There's so much to worry about. Dogs, ticks, etc. Yeah. (laughs) You name it. Cooper keeps walking, but the camera pulls in to show us that he's in fact near the changing tree. Alright. He continues walking through some more samey looking woods until he walks out to find a little stream. In the water, Cooper spots a little bit of gold. A doubloon, if you will. <laughs> yes. The one There's single doubloon. In them there waters? Here's what I like to imagine. It's the 1600s. They place a gold doubloon on a rock in a, in a, a river, and then mm-hmm. 300 years later, no, <laughs> like 400 years later, a kid finds it? <laughs> yeah. Sounds legit. No one's been in those woods for hundreds of years. 
And also that tiny little bit of gold, that's like all their booty. <laughs> that was it. That was all that's that was all in that, that bag. That's all that could fit in that little sack. They didn't put it in the tree. They put it in the river. Little, tiny, yep. tiny they little fooled those dogs. Cooper goes to pick up a little piece of gold and <laughs> a black dog's face appears superimposed on the water and it barks at him. <laughs> yeah. Um, it looks bad. You want to know what though, Brandon? What's interesting? He takes that, that time to pick up that piece of gold. I don't think they ever mention it again, though, do they? No. Okay. I'd be like, yo, mom, dad, I found a gold coin. But nah, none of that. I'm rich. No, he probably just loses it. Huh. That's very Cooper of him. <laughs> Cooper backs away from the water until a hand grabs his shoulder. Who it is or why, they didn't just say, hey... We don't know, because Cooper fucking just books it. He just runs away. And then you get these weird, like, cuts of him running through the woods a little bit. And there's, like, Batman music playing, like, when the Batman scene transitions. And it's like... Yeah. It's really weird. It's like him running, and then intercut with that is footage of somebody else running. With the... (laughs) And then back to Cooper. And that happens, like, five times. And then finally... Cooper trips on a vine or something and falls down. That's what happened to me, too. Yeah. I mean, it's the woods. There's shit all over. There's gold. Yep. <laughs> There's... Superimposed barking dog images. <laughs> <laughs> so the person who was chasing him is literally right behind him and says, Are you all right, Cooper? Weird. It's a young girl about his age, and she introduces herself as Margaret Ferguson. Uh-huh. Margaret Ferguson. She tells him, But people call me Fergie. You know, like the Duchess of York. Oh, right. That completely relatable, understandable thing. Yes. That's the Fergie everyone thinks of. The Duchess of York, though, I don't know of her. Her name is Sarah. She's uh, still alive right now. Unless this is a different Duchess of York. Maybe there's more than one. Am I stupid? No. Am I dumb? I think that's her. Sarah Ferguson. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Oh, duh. Fergie. <laughs> What am I thinking? Yes. She's Fergalicious. All right, next. <laughs> when I think of Ferguson, mm-hmm. I think Clarissa explains it all. Gotta say, Brandon, I love that you have seen Clarissa explains it all and like Ren and Stimpy and Rocco's Modern Life. You never watched Are You Afraid of the Dark? No. Weird. I'm the, the few times I, I had uh, Nickelodeon available to watch. Uh, it probably, it, like, did they replay Are You Afraid of the Dark during the day? Yeah, they did. No, well, I never saw it then. All right. And I definitely never saw it at night. Okay, that's fine. We already covered that. Like, it was been like a year now. (laughs) It's okay. Cooper stands up, and Fergie continues that she lives on the other side of the woods. So she owns the other half. Okay. Coop asks her how she knew his name, and her version of an answer is that she saw him moving yesterday while she was hiding in the woods. What a fucking weirdo. Yeah. Cooper tries to ask her some questions back, but Fergie suddenly goes silent and looks around nervously. He asks her what's wrong, and she says, We've got to get out of here, and she runs away. Cooper runs after her and eventually catches up, stopping her to talk. He asks her what all that nonsense was about, and she tells him, The family that lived in his house before him, they just disappeared. They left all of their clothes, there was food in the fridge, and... And the camera closes in really close on Fergie's face now. Oh, she says, There's even a pot of chili cooking on a stove. Oh my god. <laughs> there was still chili, Cortland. Not the chili. <laughs> they left the chili. <laughs> oh 
this actress is not good. No, she's not. And uh, I'd be very surprised if she had a long career. Mm, me too. Um, I gotta say, Brandon, now that I'm thinking about it, and I kind of thought about this when I was watching it, this is basically the My Hairiest Adventure of Season 3. Um, maybe. Like, My Hairiest Adventure was entertainingly outrageous, mm-hmm. which I don't get from this episode. No, yeah, but just the acting is not great, and the mm-hmm. dogs, it's basically My Hairiest Adventure. Yeah, it's got a it's got a Hairiest Adventure vibe. Like, instead of somebody knocking corn off of somebody's hands, we get, there was still chili on the stove, like, <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> that's scary. You know shit's real when people leave chili on the stove. Yeah, Arl Stein was writing that, like, and the chili... <laughs> Was still warm. Yeah, and then his wife was like, okay, chili's done. And he's like, oh boy. (laughs) Hot dog. (laughs) Fergie tells Cooper to warn his parents to get the hell out of the area. And then she runs off again. He chases after her, but she loses him after like three seconds. Yeah, she's very peculiar. Kind of thought she was going to be a ghost for a second. Mm -hmm. Instead of her, Cooper runs into a couple of snarling, barking black dogs. He slowly backs away and then runs, and the dogs give chase. Pretty scary. I mean, we this isn't the last time we see the dogs, because, I mean, it's the barking ghost. It should be called the barking ghosts, at least, but it's not. Um, and Oh, we'll get there later. I, I know. <laughs> but, like, the snarlingness of them, and they're pretty big dogs. Like, it is genuinely pretty frightening, especially if you're scared of dogs. But even if you're not, I mean, dogs attack people all the time. It's uh, it's pretty good. I don't know how they got them to snarl, but... <laughs> But they did it. They're dogs. You can train them to do anything. I suppose. Hey, dogs, snarl, act menacing, and chase children, please. Like, hmm. Not a great idea, but uh, executed well. Yeah. Dogs are easy to make scary. So, like, this episode had most of its work done for it. Mm -hmm. In the scare factor, you just make dog bark. And it's like, yeah, that thing could fuck you up if it wanted to. The dogs are at least 1,000 times more menacing than the bundling joyful dogs than hungry hounds (laughs) yes those dogs uh like it is a dream come true just hungry to open a door and get kind of plowed over by the most adorable puppies um that is (laughs) uh, i think that's what heaven is going to be like (laughs) what was depicted on grounds (laughs) (laughs) what was depicted in that horror show is uh (laughs) your paradise yeah all right (laughs) Mine is getting trapped in a pinball machine forever, so... Oh, nice. See, tomato, are, tomato. Are you afraid of the dark? I had something for everybody. Cooper somehow manages to outrun the dogs and make it home. He runs into his dad and tells him a couple of wild beasts are chasing him. Dad takes a look, but there's nothing to see. Cooper says, They almost ripped my leg off, Dad. He responds, Well, your leg looks pretty good to me. Here's the thing. If my son came running up for me and he was like, Dad, I'm being chased by dogs, I'd be like, fuck, you know? And I would take it seriously. Mm-hmm. This dad does not. Like, even if they didn't almost take his leg off, like, you do something. Yep. You would investigate at least a little bit. But this dad, he says, son, I have to varnish the porch, okay? That is the only thing that matters. Stop bugging me. Have you seen this porch? It needs a fresh coat of varnish okay i have to do it get mickey to do it mickey only body builds outside (laughs) specifically each each member of this family only does one thing mom makes the bed dad varnishes the porch and mickey 
lifts weights outside. Yes, and Cooper shits his pants over various non-threatening things. <laughs> okay, except for these very real threatening dogs. <laughs> <laughs> real? Uh, maybe. Coop insists that they gotta get out of these woods because they're haunted. And Dad, tired of his son's shit, tells him that he'll feel better after having some lunch. So they both go inside. Food is the solution to everything, Cortland. That's the moral of the story. Oh, spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) Cut to later on, at fake nighttime, something approaches the house in first person, growling. What could it it be? be? (laughs) (laughs) Cooper hears this noise, and what sounds like someone rifling through the house... Uh, and he yep. gets out of bed holding a baseball bat. Yeah, he just slept with a baseball bat today. And you know what? I don't blame him. <laughs> yeah. A lot of shit has happened to him in the past, like, 12 No one hours. else is going to take care of him. He's got to take care of himself. He walks out of his room, down the stairs, calling out for Mom or Dad or Mickey to see if maybe it's one of them. Uh-huh. He turns on the lights downstairs, and it's a damn mess, Cortland. Oh, man. Sure is. There's, like, white things all over like i don't know what they are packing peanuts or cereal or something everywhere Uh, i think they're supposed to be potato chips but they don't look like potato chips at all it looks like broken up styrofoam or something yeah debris it's not that big of a mess it's kind of a mess then a black dog comes from around the corner and snarls at cooper then another one they get closer to him as he readies his bat to bash their brains in the music gets more intense, and then it does the Goosebumps theme jingle and goes to commercial break. Yeah. Why? I don't know, but I'm here for it. Yeah, I love hearing that jingle, like, in the episodes. This is one of the most, like, threatening situations that they put a kid in, in Goosebumps, I will say. Like, these dogs could pretty easily rip through his throat, and they're like, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, what's gonna happen next, guys? Well, when we come back, the exact same thing is still happening. The dogs are growling and snarling, and then they just stop. They both look off to the side and then run away, jumping right through the living room wall. Yeah. And they disappear. They get sucked into it like a wormhole a little bit. Yeah. So now we're dealing with some ghostly barking things. Oh, that seems dumb. Because before they were just dogs, and for most of this episode, they're just dogs. Mm-hmm. Now there are more than that. Ghost dogs. Cooper is just standing there thinking, what the fuck? When Mickey walks in and goes, ooh, mom and dad are going to nail you for you this one. I told you to lay off that late night grape juice. It wasn't me, it was the dogs. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Cooper insists it was the ghost dogs that made the giant mess. And Mickey tells him, when we start school, don't tell anyone you're my brother. Then Mickey leaves the room saying, what a little jerk. Oh, yeah. He says that to himself, like, so that his brother can hear him. I can't... I don't know... Nobody would do that, right? <laughs> what a jerk me. Like, huh? <laughs> it's such an older brother in a TV show thing to do. So stupid. Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your weightlifting brother. Thank you so much for joining us today. Whether this is your first episode or you've listened to everything we've got, we're just so thankful for you spending some time with us. I hope you consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash private island. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll get instant access to a bunch of behind-the-scenes content, early release episodes, and more. Plus, you'll help out the show. 
I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, the Bronze Beth, Tristan, Sarah, Redemption, Eddie, and Venice Witch, the Silver Goth, Stephen, Shane, Matt, Geraldine, Aaron, Brittany, Kyle, and Lindsay, the Golden Day Day, Sarah, Matt, Faith, Derek, and Angela, and the Platinum Bostics, Kathy, Farron, Bryce, and Brian. Thank you for your support, everybody. Brandon and I truly appreciate it. Check us out on Instagram at Private Island Presents and on Twitter at PRVT Island. There are years of content available now that we've handmade. GIFs, memes, videos, so much more. If you're looking to laugh, we got you covered. We watch full-length episodes of Goosebumps live on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern on Instagram. I hope you stop by and watch with us. I play games on Twitch pretty regularly, too. That's twitch.tv slash privateislandc. I always love it when you guys stop in to say hi. Mostly, I play Dead by Daylight, either solo or with some friends, and you're all welcome to come in and hang out. I've got a bunch of Are You Afraid of the Dark and Goosebumps sound clips that you can play for me too. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for their work on the music for our show. Aside from this theme, Dating Star from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox, I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. Thanks again for listening in, everybody. As always, we truly appreciate it. For now, I'll let you get back to the episode, and I will talk to you again soon. Bye. The next morning, Cooper is just sitting in his backyard throwing rocks. Mickey is working out with tiny weights a short distance away. The thing about this is that his entire weight set is outside. Uh, He's got, like, the bench for bench pressing outside. Um... Put that in a garage, right? I mean, there's, wa- there's this, like, weather and rain and stuff that could really fucking damage your shit, and it's pretty expensive. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Maybe I'm just old now. I'm like, come on now. Dad's probably varnishing something in the garage. Like, True. There's no room. True. All right. Suddenly, Fergie pops up, and Mickey says, Hey, Fergie, nice work the other day. And I was really surprised that, at this point, that Fergie was an actual person, because when Cooper meets her in the woods, she kind of, like avoids his questions about who she is and stuff so i was like oh she's gonna be like a ghost too she's definitely not and i was like i'm a little disappointed i thought she was gonna be a ghost it is set up very much like that like you said she's very cagey about her origins she just kind of pops up and talks to him and then runs away yeah especially the part where she runs away and then he doesn't see her again like she steps off camera and she's gone I was like, yes. Not only that, she steps off camera and he follows her to where she was. And then there's dogs there. Yeah. So, like, it seems like she split into two dogs. Right. That's what I thought. But that's not the case. She's just a normal, no, terribly acted girl. (laughs) (laughs) She's such a bad actress. She makes you think she's a dog. (laughs) Yep. And that's where the comparison to My Harriest Adventure came from, amongst other things. Yeah. And yet she's still better than the girl who played Lily in My Harriest Adventure. Well, at least nobody dubbed a Scott hockey game, so there's that. (laughs) Mickey goes to give Fergie a high five, but Fergie tells him, I shouldn't have told him that story. He was really scared. So I guess what we're supposed to glean from this is that Mickey met Fergie first and told her to tell cooper about the dogs to scare him yes as a prank yeah not the great greatest way to tell us this i feel like we could have had like another scene but that's fine you know what this episode is both the shortest episode because nothing happens but yet the longest episode (laughs) yeah it doesn't need to be you know what this could be a two-parter let's just uh Uh, stretch it out 
I could see them to making it a two-parter. <sighs> they probably filmed enough footage to make it a two-parter, and they were, they were like, no. Nope. Mm-mm. Let's not Enough footage the of kids. them walking through woods, because that's half of this episode already. Ugh. Fergie walks over to Cooper and apologizes for scaring him. Cooper tells her that she didn't scare him. It was the ghost dogs. Mm-hmm. Fergie stands up suddenly and is like, oh shit, ghost dogs? But uh, she reacted to the barking of the <laughs> ghost dogs in the forest already. She lives there. Yeah, she knows. Oh, never. Okay. She tells Cooper that she believes him and then offers to go with him to look for the dogs to prove to the world that they're real. Sounds fair. So we cut back to fake night. <laughs> Fergie shows up at the house and there's howling off in the distance right away. I do love this. So like they're talking there and she's like, I believe you. And he's like, she's like, did you tell anybody? And he says, no, nobody believed me. She's like, okay, let's go. Let's do it tonight. And he's Cooper's already scared of everything because that's his character there. He's mm-hmm. scared of everything. He's like, at night? And then it just quick cuts to nighttime and he's busting out of his house. Like, that is the most unbelievable thing that this child would do. But he does it. He does it because a girl tells him to. Mm. Well, it's that simple. <laughs> yeah, a lot of morals in this one already. The music right now, Corlin, mm-hmm. is very intense. There's, like, drums going absolutely crazy. Just like... Yeah. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta include that in here. Drum solo. <laughs> Phil Collins. Oh my god. Plays goosebumps. <laughs> the drums are pretty outrageous. The two kids walk through the woods until they come upon one of the black dogs. Oh, that was quick. It growls, but he gets surrounded by another dog, and then one of the dogs jumps on Cooper, knocking him down. Yeah, I've seen this in Resident Evil. He yells at the dog to get off of him. And at the same time, one of the dogs bites into Fergie's shirt and starts tugging her in a direction. Cooper gets up and says, I think they want us to go with them. Okay. (laughs) Fergie's like, what? No. But the dogs are in charge now. And they escort the kids down a path. They are quickly captured by two dogs. (laughs) (laughs) One of the dogs, like, literally pushes Cooper with its smell, like... It's like, all right, come on, buddy. (laughs) You're our prisoners now. (laughs) Yeah, the kids are just like, well, this is life. We're powerless to the dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Like, literally, Cooper says, I don't think we have any choice. Like, you could run. That worked out for you really well the last time. Nope, the dogs. The dogs got him. The dogs said no, I'm sorry. (laughs) The dogs eventually lead the kids to a tree, and they start sniffing around and whimpering. We see that it's the changing tree from the beginning. Oh, man. The two kids go and investigate, standing in front of the hollow in the tree, when one of the dogs runs up and with both paws pushes them (laughs) into the tree. (laughs) It is hilarious. (laughs) Pretty great. The kids fall into a large underground cave. Okay. They look around at the green walls when a voice tells them, Be still if you value your very lives. Alright. The kids ask, who is there and where are they? We see two sets of red glowing eyes in the darkness. And the voice says, listen carefully. We are not dogs. Oh god, I was like, fuck, they're aliens. (laughs) (laughs) They're not, though. Nope, we're worms. Fergie's like, 
Um, but, and another voice says, Silence! Silence in the changing tree. Okay, okay. shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Then we get the backstory. One of the not dogs says, Three centuries ago, my companion and I were traveling through these woods. And then, for no reason, two vicious dogs flung themselves on us and pushed us into this place where we changed. Well, that's a lie. <laughs> yes. But fine. They stole a single piece of gold. And yeah, and they paid the consequences. Yes, they paid the ultimate price. One piece of gold, 300 years of your life. As a dog. Fair enough. That's the rules. What happened to Eddie McDowd? Rest in peace. (laughs) Cooper hears all this and is like, "Uh, that sounds like a you problem. What do you want us for? Mm -hmm. The other voice says, ah, the cruel hand of fate. We are going to change places and you's going to be dogs like us. Okay. Cooper is like, Fergie, I, ah, as a bright light blasts them in the face we transition to outside the tree and it's now daytime we hear cooper's voice but it sounds deeper he says cut it out your nose is all cold and fergie's deeper voice says well your breath isn't exactly minty fresh then from inside the tree two black dogs jump out and fergie says we're dogs <laughs> oh lord i kind of thought this was gonna be the end of the episode it's not though it could have been it could have been the end of the episode but also like this is like the first thing to happen in this episode and it's like 15 minutes in true yeah cooper asks how did you say that your lips aren't moving oh god yeah because they have to explain how they can communicate yeah because they were like we are not taking the time to put peanut butter in these dogs mouths nope they said they're just they're psychic they're psychic yes (laughs) fergie responds i don't have any lips you mean you we can read each other's thoughts hold on do dogs have lips i would have called them lips Do dogs have lips since there are four further questions about dogs it's safe to assume that yes dogs do have lips according to google okay well fergie's wrong how dare she cooper's like I guess we could read minds. So what am I thinking now? And what Fergie tells now? him... Chicken, chicken salad, chicken pot pie, chicken wings. What? He's thinking about chicken, man. I get... I don't think I... I don't I haven't on, like, intentionally thought about chicken salad. Like, I don't think in my life. No, never. Oh, well. Like, I'll eat a chicken salad, but... It's not on I've your brain 24-7. Cooper yells, What are we gonna do? We're dogs! The Fergie dog starts chasing her tail, and he tells her... Stop messing around. We gotta do something. Those creeps are probably passing themselves off as us right now. I doubt it. Yeah, well, that would be stupid. Yeah. Uh, let's see where this goes. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. The dogs spring into action and run away. Back at home, fake Cooper and fake <laughs> Fergie are sitting at the table tearing into chicken bones like a couple of dogs. And they are dirty as fuck, Cortland. Yes, they are. Messy clothes, dirty hair. They're disgusting. I do I do love it. Yeah, but my parents wouldn't let me sit at a dinner table and eat looking like that. No, never. Mom, Dad, and Mickey are all just staring in silence. Mom finally has had enough and says, Cooper, Fergie, what have you been doing? You're filthy. 
And use your forks. I love this because they've been in this house for a total of two days, right? And Fergie's at the dinner table with Cooper and mom goes, Cooper, Fergie, like, you don't even know this girl. Why is she at your dinner table? (laughs) I don't, she's like, she's become part of the family. She's already incorporated into the family. It makes zero sense. She's doing sense. pranks with Mickey. She's looking for <laughs> paw prints with Cooper. Like, she's varnishing with Dad. She's, just... <laughs> she's integrated herself. It's ridiculous. But you know what? It's fine. I like it. Yeah. Mickey goes to grab a tiny pickle from a serving bowl with his fork. Oh, my God. But Cooper uses his own fork to block him, telling him, Touch that, and you'll be drawing back a bloody stump. Good Lord. Mom says, what is wrong with you? And Cooper tells her, you told me to use my fork. And then mom gets up and slaps her child for sassing, right? That's what happens? She should have done, yes. (laughs) But uh, no, she just goes, oh, you. Right. Nothing out of the ordinary. I mean, it is a little bit, but not enough to worry or anything. Outside, just hanging out in the dining room window, is the two dogs. Fergie dog says, what are we going to do? We need a plan other than chicken salad. Womp womp. Cooper Dog tells her, Sorry, I'm hungry. I can't help it. It's so juicy. <sighs> and it smells so good. <laughs> he goes, That's it. I can't take it anymore. And he runs through a doggy door into the house. He runs up to the table and he knocks a bowl of chicken salad off the table, which both <laughs> dogs begin devouring. Yeah, this is the scene where we just watched two dogs eat out of a bowl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cooper's like, good time. sorry, I like the snack. <laughs> Dad gets up and grabs a broom, which he lazily pushes into the dogs. That doesn't have any effect, though. <laughs> no, none at all. Mickey tells fake Cooper... Man, Cooper, you were right. We gotta call the pound. They'll put these mutts to sleep. Good lord. Alright. Fake Cooper says, Good plan. (laughs) Dad manages to shoo the dogs out with the broom after they finished the food. And Fergie is like, Get those puppies! (laughs) As they run away. (laughs) The dogs run back to the changing tree and hide. Fake Cooper, Fergie, and real Mickey show up. Mickey hears a sound and says, oh, what was that? And then we cut to stock footage of a chipmunk eating. (laughs) Yep. For some reason. And you may think, oh, that's a very odd thing to include. But it's important. (sighs) Yes, for the next two minutes. Mickey notices some dog footprints in the mud. Fergie bends down to see them, but Cooper stops her, telling her, be careful. Remember where we are? Suddenly, the two dogs jump up out of their hiding spot, barking. Fake Cooper and Fergie yell and move closer to the entrance of the changing tree. There's a quick flash, and then we see Cooper and Fergie climbing out of the tree. And their hair is neat, and their clothes are tidy and clean again. Fergie says, It worked! And Cooper tells her, Let's get out of here and never come back again. Okay. If you switch bodies with somebody and you knew where you could switch your bodies back, you would just never, ever, ever go there again, right? Don't you think? Maybe. Like, you would leave the area and never come back to it. But they 
have been human for hmm, 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, whatever. Right. Okay. It's been a few hundred years. They get changed into humans and they're like... Right back to it. They can't resist. They just, they want that gold. Are you sure? They never bring it up again. No, they don't. Okay. They don't want the gold. They don't care about the gold. They just want chicken salad. Chicken salad. Everyone wants it. Humans, dogs. It's nature's treat. They start to walk away when Mickey climbs out of the tree. He looks around and puts his hand to his head like it's sore or something. (laughs) Fergie says, what's wrong with your brother? Cooper tells her, who knows? He's always been a little weird. And then they run off and leave their traumatized brother. Uh, this is stupid. Yeah. Mickey starts scratching himself like an animal and his cheeks are puffed out. Love it. Mm -hmm. We get that stock footage of the chipmunk again and Mickey yells, Hey Cooper, you weasel, don't leave me here. Yeah, yeah, then human, human chipmunk Cooper puts a nut in his mouth. Really great. I love that part. I just love the fact that Cooper is just like, ah, whatever. You know, we just changed into dogs. We've seen a chipmunk. My brother's acting like a chipmunk now. It's nothing. Let's go. Yeah. We all seen the stock footage of that chipmunk. <laughs> <laughs> that stop, stock footage cut awkwardly into the rest of the episode. <laughs> we all saw that. But we we have to discuss the most important thing about this scene. Yes, please. Is the Goosebumps theme song plays, but... It's chipmunk eyes. It's so many. This The Goosebumps themes plays like enough for every other episode in this single episode. Yeah, they used their Goosebumps theme budget. <laughs> they had a limited budget and they put it all in this one. It, it does it probably at least a dozen times in this episode. It's great. Um, I still want more. I'm insatiable. Well, you can add it to this episode. Oh, it's there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's the end of this episode. Yeah, he's just a There was chipmunk. barking dogs... And then they was dogs, and then they weren't. That's that's the whole episode. Yeah, it was something. It was a, it was a ride. No, I wouldn't have expected this to be the episode from the title. You know, I thought it was going to be a little bit more Cujo, and it was a little bit. You know, those dogs were pretty menacing and, and everything, but I didn't expect them to change into dogs at all. Yeah, we've had enough of that. But uh, So what happens to the dogs know. then? Are they just still in the tree? Or are they dead now? I think they're just hanging out in the tree and they're just like, well, we're dogs still. Okay. They're just too sad. They're depressed. They don't want to come out. So now they just have to always be worrying about those dogs coming back. I mean, I guess they probably won't get lured into or pushed into the tree again. But like those dogs are still there and they're still going to growl at the kid for his time at the house. And you know they're going to spend yeah. a while there because dad varnished the porch. Yeah. They're they're there for the long haul, and they're just going to have to deal with these dogs forever. Everybody loses. (laughs) Just leave out a bowl of chicken salad and hope they they don't kill them. Yep. That's all you can do. All right. All right. Well, that's Barking Ghost. Uh, It's a silly episode. Not much happens. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Let's meet the cast. I want to see who's in this shit. Okay, so there's not that many characters. Cooper is played by Blair Slater, who we've talked about not that long ago. Yeah. Because he was in Night of the Living Dummy 3 as Daniel. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he was in a TV version of Bye Bye Birdie. That's all you need to know. Yeah, he, he was my favorite actor of the episode. I think he did good. Yeah, he did okay. Next, we have Mickey, who's played by Peter Costigan, the only actor in this cast with an IMDb profile picture. So... 
which is probably a huge star which is weird because he doesn't have that many acting credits yeah so uh peter has 10 credits mostly robocop related (laughs) he uh he was in like the robocop tv series in 1994 and also another one in 2001 playing the same character jimmy murphy which i guess is probably uh the kid maybe his son yeah that's what i'm thinking well he was also in an episode of neighbors uh he was in an episode of wind at my back and his last role was a tv movie called charms for the easy life right in 2002 2002. so 20 years ago but he's got an imdb profile picture so all right good for him fair enough next Next, we have Fergie, who's played by Jennifer Martini. And Jennifer has 12 credits on IMDb, so she's winning so far. This Goosebumps role is, I think, from what I can see, her only live-action role. Everything else is voice acting, and almost all of it is Little Bear-related productions, where she did the voice of Emily. Yes, the only human character in, in Little Bear. Well, I think Emily's grandma was human too, maybe, but aside from that. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, she was uh, Emily. I liked Little Bear. In Little Bear. I did too. Little Bear was dope. She was unknowingly a huge part of my childhood. Okay, uh, I guess I can talk about Mom and Dad. Mm, Go with Mom first. (laughs) Okay, so Mom was played by Rena Pauly, and... uh, she has one credit on IMDb. Uh, she played the mom in the Barking Ghost episode of Goosebumps. Never seen it. Well, don't watch it. Okay. Uh, Done. That's her career. Next, we have Dad, played by Paul Miller. And Paul has 55 credits on IMDb, so yeah, he was in not bad. Things, yeah. He was in Sci-Factor, Chronicles of the Paranormal. A lot of episodes. Of l- yeah. So, unlike most of these actors that we talk about, he didn't have an episode he wasn't just some guy this is professor connor doyle Cortland. yeah he was in 23 episodes for all i know that's all of them <laughs> right <laughs> he was however in one episode of forever night mm-hmm. and an episode of friday the 13th the series nice his most recent role was as tom tinsdale in 27 episodes of good witch yeah he was also in the movies for the good witch there's movies for the Good Witch. Okay. Yeah, I think it started out as movies, and then it became a TV series. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, he's the mayor in Good Witch. Hallmark Channel, a ridge. And that's that's everyone. Okay, yeah. Um, funny enough, though, the uh, two bad guys, you know, quote-unquote, at the beginning of the episode, they actually have names. Uh, Grim and Scratch. Uh, they never say it, so the only reason no. we would know that is I'm sure that they were expanded upon in the book or something. And they had names in the book because they have names in the, the episode. Don't know which one's which, but yeah, Grim and Scratch. Guess what? Doesn't matter. Done. Excellent. That's, out that's of that. good. Uh, good names. The best names. It's like Bulk and Skull, Grim and Scratch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like they were born to be dogs, though. You know, black dogs specifically. Yeah, you're right. That's cool. That's cooler than anything in this episode, and it's not in this episode. <laughs> okay, moving on. Yeah. We've discussed it a little bit, but what do you think is the moral of this episode? Don't trust dogs, especially not ghost dogs. Yep, dogs are shit. Yep, yep. It's been a long time uh, since the moral's been don't trust ghosts, you know? <laughs> you bring it back. I think like most of these episodes, uh, take it seriously when your kids are uh, yeah. saying they're scared of something or being chased by something. Yep. Especially later. Like, 
Can you imagine the revelation Dad had when he was like, the dogs were fucking real the whole time, but we don't get any of that. Nope. Mickey says he's right, so he gets some vindication. Okay. Well, he doesn't say it to Cooper. He says it to fake Cooper. <laughs> so Cooper never knows. <laughs> yeah. And now he's a, he's a chipmunk, so. <laughs> um, If you see a gold doubloon in the river, pick that shit up. But don't tell anybody ever. Don't mention it ever again. Yeah, if you tell anybody, then they're going to come after you and they're going to push you into a tree. Yeah, or they're going to sue you and take that gold coin away from you. Oh. Yeah. Surely after 300 years or whatever, like... That's just finders keepers. It is. Yeah. Yes. All right. That's enough of that. Okay. The Barking Ghost. That's a terrible name. Yeah, considering there was two ghost dogs. So it's the Barking Ghosts at the at the very least. Yes, at the very least. And I'm not even sure how like how much they're ghosts. They're, they just seem like kind of dogs. They did go through a wall at one point. Mm-hmm. But also they just seem like dogs. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Not very ghostly. No, I think something about because like, yeah, there's the barking ghost, whatever. I think there's something more about like the changing tree maybe would be a better. Yeah, name. I was thinking the same thing because that is a very prominent part of the episode. It came from the changing tree. Yeah, there we go. Sounds almost like a children's book. Oh, yeah. well, I guess goosebumps are. But like, I'm thinking like <laughs> the giving tree kind of thing. Chicken salad. <laughs> <laughs> How about my hairiest adventure? <gasps> Yeah, I think that would be a good one. That's all I got. Okay, that's enough of Barking Ghosts. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Done and done. I'll never talk about it again. All right, next up, we have uh, maybe something of a classic. Uh, Hmm, Tell me more. Next, we have One Day at Horrorland. And I will tell you right now, this is a two-parter. Okay, that's fine. Um, One Day at Horrorland is one of those ones that is quintessential goosebumps, I think. Uh, I've definitely seen this cover. I may or may not have read some of it. If I did, I don't remember a damn thing about it. Um, but the cover of it's pretty great. You know, it's it's kind of exactly what a kid wants in a in a horror book. It's got like this sign. Okay, the color wise, it's this nice teal with like a a purple for the for the colors. The cover itself, there's this twisted mangled tree. You can see a park in the background, but in the foreground. There is a sign that says "Welcome to Horrorland," and there's this demonic monster that's like shredding into it a little bit. It's the perfect cover. Yeah, it's seared into my brain. It's good, really good cover. Definitely something that I would pick up at the Scholastic Book Fair and be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna read this," but I didn't. So unless I did, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. But you wanted to yeah. when you see that cover. The tagline reads, "Enter if you." All right. Dare. So what do you think this is about, Cortland? Oh, I think this is going to be about a amusement park, which is a really great setting for a kid's story. Uh, it's going to be pretty demonic, though. I think there's going to be, like, clearly... I, I'm hoping for really good makeup and, sound, like, special effects. Um, and I think that this delivers. I did talk with um, the prop master, Alan, and he talked a little bit about the uh, promotional footage for this video where they were doing commercials and stuff. And that sounds really good. Like he said that there's like a guy dressed in like a demon outfit with the horns that look like that's on the cover right there. So I'm expecting really big things from this episode. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's going to deliver. I think I think this is one of those ones where everybody remembers it. Everybody loved it. Nobody really talks about it too much, though, on Twitter. But that's okay. Anyway, what I think is I forgot what I think is going to happen is they're going to be in this amusement park and then they get stuck there and they have to 
ride a roller coaster or something. You know what? I, I my mind is leaning towards another book cover that I think I thought this was. Uh, Which one? There's this book cover I remember my brother having where it's two kids on a roller coaster, and there's like tiger claws that are ripping through them, and it's what is it called? Like the Beast from no, it's not the Beast from the East. It's like the Beast roller coaster book. Let's see if I can find it. Yeah, I found it. It's called The Beast from R.L. Stein. All right, I'm gonna look that up. Yeah, I remember looking at that and being like, "Whoa, that looks awesome!" Oh, I've seen that cover. Yeah, I think I thought that this was also part of Horrorland or like an alternate book cover or something. Well, it's theme park horror, so sounds good. I think it's gonna be fun. Yeah, it probably will be. It's got a a seven point five on IMDb. Pretty good. All right. All right. Well. That is next week. I'm excited to watch and discuss One Day at Horrorland with you. Yeah, <laughs> part look one. Up the title. Oh my god, you're a mess. I know. Go to bed, Brandon. You're, you're a sloppy sick mess. Yeah, I really am. Alright, I've all right. been up all night. Okay. I will talk to you next week. Alright, sounds another good. another episode of Goosebumps. Let's do it. Next week. Alright. Bye, everybody. Bye. Chicken salad, chicken pot pie, chicken wings.